Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is VEASAN's Best Bets, NBA Finals Special. Here is Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. Yep, you heard it. After an arduous journey that is the NBA postseason, we have finally arrived at the final series that will decide our champion, the Denver Nuggets, taking on the Miami Heat, a matchup which all of us saw coming, an eight seed oh, taking yeah. on the one seed in the Western Conference. Kelly Bidlin, of course, is here. As you heard of Jonathan Von Tobel. How you feeling? We're look, we're grinders of an NBA season. <laughs> yeah. I cannot, t- I cannot believe I say that. It sounds so odd, but like October was it nineteenth was the NBA season when it began? Yep. And we're finally here on the precipice of the last four to seven games. It's been a long season. Love every step of the way, except for these Eastern Conference playoffs which have cost me a bit of money, JVT. I don't know about you, but you know what? Some of that's behind us. We don't have any other Eastern Conference teams to deal with anymore. So spin it forward to the NBA Finals now. Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat. Like you said, everybody saw this one coming. Yes, uh, absolutely. Especially this run uh, from the Miami Heat. So, of course, Miami makes their way here after that run, beating the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, beating the New York Knicks, taking on the Boston Celtics, beating them in seven despite blowing a uh, three nothing lead in the series, and what I kind of want to start with as we kind of get into the series a little bit more uh, is the fact that like just the journey here for these two, yeah. because I, I think it's an interesting way to spin into the NBA Finals appearances. You know, for Miami, for example, thirteen and seven straight up, fifteen and five against the spread in the postseason in the twenty games that they played. As we mentioned, the opponents that they eliminated here along the way, and then the Denver Nuggets. You know, twelve and three straight up, a very quiet like just run through the postseason with relative ease. Kelly nine and six against the spread, winning every single game at home, leading the league in postseason non-garbage time net rating, offensive rating, three-point percentage. The Denver, I think you can make the case for both of these teams, as the Denver Nuggets are north of a $4 favorite now in this series, that these are two of the underrated teams throughout this postseason. Market slept on both of these teams to a certain extent. Yep. Yeah, in very different ways, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, the Nuggets were the one seed that nobody was giving enough respect to, right? And then the Heat seed, the Heat being that eight seed that come out of nowhere, uh, to, you know, uh, blow up everything in the Eastern Conference, right? right. It was the Nuggets were the, were the number one team in the Western Conference basically from the jump of the season. And we, I think you and I were always saying, hey, this is a good team. Like, watch out for them. They're going to be, they're going to be a problem throughout the, the, throughout the entirety of the season and the playoffs. But almost all of us had them, what, second, third on our list of who we actually thought were, you know, the true mm-hmm. contenders in the Western Conference. It was Clippers or Phoenix or Warriors or Lakers. I mean, I could go on. Seems like everybody wanted to make a case for someone else but the Nuggets. But, uh, you know, I think we saw who the real MVP is uh, in this postseason. Nikola Jokic gets to his first NBA Finals. Yeah. Excited to see that and what he can do uh, against this Miami, Miami, Miami Heat team that uh, – should have trouble matching up with him. 
Yeah, my, my love for the Denver Nuggets kind of evolved as the postseason went along. It, and it started with that series against Minnesota where, you know, the market moves against them against Minnesota for a series price. A lot of people taking up a couple of games in Minnesota. And, you know, re, I wrote about it when the series preview went, when that got set. It was like, well, you know, my overall thought was, I think we're kind of sleeping on Denver in this matchup. I don't know if Minnesota's really that good. I think we're kind of overvaluing what some of these matchups are. So then it gets you on Denver there. And then, of course, you and I both, when they take on the Phoenix Suns, ah, they yep. should be favored in this matchup. They're not, but they let's take a plus price with Denver there. Then the Lakers series, same thing. So my, my love for the Nuggets, I, I want to say it started at the beginning, but it's not like I was pounding the floor like, hey, man, this exactly. team's going to win the West. It was like, oh, I think they're undervalued in this series. Oh, I think they're undervalued in this series. Oh, I think they're undervalued in this series. And now here they are reigning over the Western Conference and taking on the Miami Heat. Yeah, just to add to that real quick, because that was one where, yeah, I was high on them against the Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. I was very high on them against the Suns. You and I, I don't want to speak for you, but that was where I made the most money, at least in any series uh, this playoffs, was in that Denver Nuggets-Phoenix Suns series. Um, And then, as you know, the Lakers, I thought, was a little bit more of a toss-up, and they swept the Lakers, Mm -hmm. which means, at, at the end of the day, I've got even more respect for this team that I already had a lot of respect for after they went and swept the Lakers, man, th- this team, they are really good. They've tightened up this rotation. We're about to see a great team playing. Yep. NBA yes, we are indeed. So let's talk about this as we saw some spots open a pretty cheap on the Denver Nuggets for the NBA finals at about minus 360 or so a consensus price. Now just about $4 or higher minus 400 over at DraftKings for a series price. You see all the series correct scores there. If you're watching us uh, wherever you are and for the series total games, five and a half shaded to the over at minus 140. So before we get into the basketball stuff, because there's a lot yeah. of basketball matchups yeah. on the surface, minus 400 for the Denver Nuggets, cheap, expensive, right where it should be. I think about right on. Um, I, I think that you could argue that it could be even higher. It could be even you know closer to minus 450, minus 500 on the Nuggets. I think you could make that argument. But after what we've, I, I think we do have to give some respect to what the Heat have done in these playoffs. You know, I mean, it is, it's the. You and I have made the argument of the of the the translation from what the Heat did to the regular season to the postseason has been very hard for us to keep track of, to quantify, to really figure this out. Uh, as they've been rolling through teams like the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics, who I at least had rated higher than anybody else in the NBA uh, for much of the season, and as we rolled into the playoffs, so them I think them taking care of business against both of those teams, uh, I'm not surprised to see this price you know, be at where it's at. Because otherwise, I think you would be seeing something very similar to what we saw with the Boston Celtics. Well, and that's the thing where, like, the math part, the number thing is here. Game one series, or the game one spread is eight and a half. And actually, some nines are appearing. Yep. The Boston Celtics were eight and a half point favorites in game one. But for the series, they were $6 favorites, 550 That would tell you, so there's, there's, the way I put it is, there's value somewhere. You just got to yes. find it. Yep. And so for me, it's, I actually do think, if we're assuming the game one is priced accurately, there's a case to be made that the series price is cheap here for the Denver Nuggets. And I think that's why you saw that initial move toward Denver. You know, again, we don't want to talk about it's, you know, disrespecting the Miami Heat. It's where the market has game one priced. These are all correlated and, and tied into one another. You know, these are all probabilities. So yep. if the probability of them winning game one is X, that means the probability of them winning the series should be Y. And yet here we are looking at it, and those two things are jiving right now with where the series price is, with where game one is. And we'll get to game one as a whole coming up in a little bit. So maybe some of the game one line is that game coming off of a game seven scenario for the Miami heat. And thus maybe the market is a little bit lower power rating wise on Denver. We'll see what happens in game one, but game two, we get a little bit more of a true line. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, we, I, I think there could be some of that. Uh, I mean, look, we've got the heavy trends, too, of game, you know teams coming off of Game 7 uh, and having to turn around and play that. So, yeah, that might be baked into it a little bit, too. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that this is – I wasn't surprised by these numbers at all. I, I don't know about you, but just kind of where we thought things would be at, this is – Pretty much exactly where I expected mm-hmm. to see this. So as we look at it basketball-wise, uh, the fascinating parts about this series, of course, happen on the court and what teams want to do against one another in terms of basketball adjustments. It begins and ends with Denver, uh, with Nikola Jokic, of course. Jokic yeah. has been absolutely brilliant in this postseason and a big re- the reason why essentially that they're here at this point. So I'll ask you, what are you expecting from Nikola Jokic and what you're expecting from Miami in terms of handling Nikola Jokic? Because I got to tell you, I mean, offensively, he didn't have the best end of the series, but a lot of this is going to fall on the shoulders of one Bam Adebayo. Oh man, yeah, it's. Uh, I look, I've got, I've got a couple pages worth of notes written down here, and it's a lot of the. <laughs> I think about eighty nine percent of them, JVT fall under the category of, well, this this looks good for Denver, mm-hmm. right? There's not. It's a much. Just like it was for Boston, just like it was for Milwaukee, it is much more difficult to make the case for the Miami Heat in this series. Jokic, he'll be the centerpiece. We've seen Bam struggle against him uh, in recent matchups. This is Jokic shooting 17 for 27 when defended by Bam, 68% against the Heat. Is that this season? Over the past two seasons, so 4-0 and over that time as well for Denver. Obviously, some of these stats, some of these trends that we're going to give, as JVT was just kind of hinting at there, you got to look at sample size. You got to look at rosters and how things have changed. Um, but you know, not actually between these two teams, not a ton of overhaul right. uh, between their rosters over the past couple years. So um, look, Bam struggled against him. They what the Dem- Denver Nuggets? Not that there's a ton of zone played in the NBA these days, but one of the more effective offenses against the, the zone defense. Why is that? Because you have a big man like this who can pass out of uh, out of out of zone trouble. Well, um, and here's the thing too with that. Yeah, I think that, that there's the fascinating dynamic, and which is why I think this is what we're going to see from Miami. It, you know, you mentioned the zone; it's a big reason why they came back against Boston. It's not even just the ability to pass. He's not a big man that's going to be in, in the low block a lot. Like yes. he can he can operate from the perimeter. That still frees up your entire center, right? Yep. It, you know, for the Celtics, both of their big guys essentially, Robert Williams mostly, was operating in that area of the floor mostly, sitting in the dunker spot, rolling to the basket, all sorts of things. Jokic is not doing that. So that kills you if you're if you're a team. The other part is if you're the Miami Heat, and this ties into we're gonna get to some of these bets that we can make for the series, mm-hmm. I think your game plan is Jokic, do you, buddy? You, you're we're throwing Bam out of bio on you one on one. We're going to let you score 40 points a game because as long as nobody else beats us, we feel like we have enough to keep up with just you, essentially. I agree with, okay, I don't know if they have enough to keep up, but I think it's their only choice. Right. That, that's the, I like, you can't, we can't be witnessing. Jokic, Jokic down low or whatever, and a second guy coming over to help on him, and somehow two passes later it ends up with a wide open Michael Porter Jr. three in the corner. Like mm-hmm. that's that's how the Miami Heat get absolutely shredded in this. So I'm with you. They have you got to match up with them and make Jokic beat you, and he's probably going to do it, and he's probably going to have some big big scoring nights. Yeah, it, it, that's that is the fascinating part about everything because you go back to some of these games. Like if you if you're having a, a Jokic night where he's scoring 38 but only getting four or five dimes. That's where you want it, yeah. Because if yeah. he's the, the, when he is scoring nearly thirty points on very few shot attempts and still distributing double digit assists, that's when this offense is operating at its highest level and it's getting they're killing opponents. 
But if you're cutting down the assists and just letting them score, that means nobody else is getting involved. Yep, yeah. And what another part of that is it forces Jamal Murray right to act more like a like a point guard yep. and less as a scoring guard, where he flourishes more. Yep. All right. We'll have more on these individual matchups because, of course, there's a lot left to get to when it comes to the actual basketball aspect. Uh, which is how about Jimmy Butler, for example, and mm-hmm. his role in this game in this series? Because I got to tell you, as the guy who is their main creator on offense, he is going to have a massive assignment on defense, probably being the primary defender for one Jamal Murray throughout this entire series. But of course, it is the NBA Finals, so you know that the workloads are going to be a lot larger because championships are on the line. How about this? The combined total of 27. You know what that number is? What's that? The seeds of the Denver Nuggets opponents throughout the postseason. That would be by far the most of NBA champion if they win it. It's Visa and Best Bets NBA Final Special. We'll be back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is VEASAN's Best Bets NBA Final Special. Take your sports betting game to the next level this summer with the VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up now for only $9.99. Get access to everything we do. Your daily pro picks on all the summer action, including NFL and college football futures. Premium analysis from our top team of NBA and NHL and MLB and NASCAR and football and all sorts of handicappers and industry experts. 24-7 video access. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits showing you where the public sharp money is going to give you an edge. And the VEASAN calendar, a collage of the shirtless male talent. Uh, you can find up on the website at vison.com slash store. Oh, I think Wes Reynolds, man. Matt Humans have July calendar. and uh, June. I think we're still deciding <laughs> on what's going on there. I'm August, I know. Mandalay pool. <laughs> Catch right. me there. Yeah. <laughs> laid out in the, the one speedo. where the clothing's optional. Yeah, laid out in the Speedo. <laughs> everything ready to go. Wes smoking the dart, getting ready for the summer. Absolutely fantastic. All right. Speaking of summer, nothing says summer like the NBA Finals, of course, at the beginning of June. And we are here uh, previewing the NBA Finals. We were talking about some of the basketball matchups. We'll get to game one momentarily because I do find a lot of this, uh, you know, you know me, as we've talked throughout the entire year. Uh, when it comes to the X's and O's and basketball stuff, it's it's some fascinating things. And, you know, I mentioned Jimmy Butler's assignment. You know, I was really surprised. It's one of these things where you don't really, for me at least, it doesn't really grasp until you look at some of the numbers. Jamal Murray's averaging 27.7 points, 6.1 assists, and 5.5 rebounds this my postseason. My guy, man. You know that. That's like, my he's, guy. Uh, he's shooting 48% from the floor, 41% from three. So, like, you wonder, okay, again, going back to what the game plan is for Miami. Yeah. I don't think the zone's going to be as effective. So, a lot of it is one-on-one with Bam Adebayo and making sure nobody else can have really good performances. That means Jimmy Butler on Jamal Murray a lot. That means full court pressure on Jamal Murray a lot. Mm-hmm. So you do wonder what the, like, the ripple effects of that are for Jimmy Butler, but you do wonder, since it is your guy, what this series looks like for Jamal Murray if, if we're operating with the assumption 
that that's going to be the primary target. Not so much Jokic, yeah. but getting Jamal Murray out of that game so he does not get to run his two-man game with Jokic like I, they usually do. I hear you. I think that's one we're going to have to see a little bit more before I've got a clearer picture on, on Murray's on what Murray's going to be able to do this series, more because I'm not sure exactly how Jimmy Butler's going to be able to hold up. Look, I, we saw him hobbled in that game seven. You called it beforehand of like, hey, is Jimmy Butler maybe still a little bit more injured than mm-hmm. we think? I think we saw that in that game seven against the Celtics. So it was now, a really innocuous tweak. It didn't seem like big right, when he yes. came up, kind of shaken up. Yeah. So which I, I don't the way I took that, John, is that he's been dealing with more of a chronic thing here than, than anything mm-hmm. with it. So okay, now what are we really asking of Jimmy Butler? He's gonna defend Jamal Murray, you know, I don't want to say the best score, but their best perimeter score, right Correct. on one end. Okay. He's gonna do that on one end. In the the score the offense is still gonna be demanded from him on the other side of the ball. Where what is Aaron Gordon going to be on him? Like you're going to be throwing some different bodies at him that are going to challenge him in different ways. I mean, Aaron Gordon is going to be a size disadvantage, obviously for him. He's going to be a bigger guy. That's tougher to score around. They're going to be able to throw a couple different guys at Jimmy to mix things up that I think that makes that more difficult. So if you're to bring it back to Jamal Murray, if I'm getting a more, a more winded, Jimmy Butler or something because he's trying so hard on offense. Maybe it doesn't affect it so so much. Uh, Jamal Murray so much on that side of the ball. Yeah, I, I do think that as we kind of look at this too and flip the matchups here. The other thing that's going to be fascinating is what Denver wants to do with their own defense because Jimmy Butler is a mismatch hunter. He is going to go after the guys in which he feels like he has the best matchup. And that's why I think this dynamic is so fascinating because I think we're going to see a lot of Jimmy Butler and Jamal Murray on one another and vice versa. Like that's going to be the battle that essentially decides the series because you know what he's going to do. He's going after Jamal Murray. When he's got oh, the ball, yeah. yep. they're going to work to get Jamal Murray's guy over there. They're going to work to get him switched on to Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler's going to try to get his shots and get to the free throw line with Jamal Murray as his primary defender, because I would assume, you know, you mentioned Aaron Gordon. I don't know if that's a matchup that really benefits them. I think you're going to see a lot of KCP potentially that's, on I, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you're going to be switching, right. but I think you're going to be running different guys at him to give different yep. looks, yeah, but yes, KCP. Yep. Totally. But overall, like what that means. And as you kind of spin that out for the rest of the Denver nuggets and how they're going to defend, because, you know, I was looking through one of the big things for that, like the big difference for the Miami heat. And there's like this version of the regular season, Miami heat and the postseason version of the Miami heat. Yep. And we keep wondering like, all right, what does this all mean? What is it going to go be going forward? Forward. One of the big differences you see in terms of the postseason stats to the regular season is something we discussed a bunch. Three-point accuracy. They were 27th in three-point shooting in the regular season. They shot 34.8% as a team. They are up to 38.5% of the third-best three-point shooting team in the postseason, the Miami Heat heart. Yep. However, this is what really sticks out. They have killed teams that have given them the opportunity. Miami leads every team in the postseason in three-point percentage on wide-open three-point attempts, 44.5%. But they're facing a Denver defense that has given up the fewest amount of wide open three point attempts in this postseason. Denver's been very sound defensively. I don't want to call them elite or great, but they've been sound defensively and not giving up the ghost on that end of the floor. And if those aren't coming, then again, it goes back to our original premise here. A lot is going to be on Jimmy Butler to get to the free throw line and create for this team. If those wide open shots aren't there for them. Yeah. And I think that there is, I mean, that's going to be extremely important. I think that there are, like the other on the on the flip side of that too is what the what the heat defense mm-hmm. has either done against three point shooting on the other side or it, or the missed shots by the opponents right because you've got through the playoffs the heat showed sh- holding opponents to 32.2% from 3 
I, that is a ridiculous, absurd number for uh, from three for, throughout the playoffs. So now on the flip side, Denver's been the best three point shooting in the play uh, team in the playoffs mm-hmm. so far. So how does that clash? We'll have to see. But that's usually something I don't find as sustainable. Uh, you know, I mean, the Boston Celtics obviously the numbers and, in the last two games hurt that big time. And and I want to talk about the and this is why because I kind of bring this full circle when we have these conversations. When when there's like a hesitancy to believe in Miami, people are like why. You know, so you brought up the three-point defense yep. for Miami. Opponents are also shooting just barely over 36% on wide-open three-point attempts against Miami. That is that is a it's rate that is very low, low yeah. for wide-open shots. Again, wide-open attempts are defenders within six feet or farther away. So, essentially, nobody. You know, I'm six feet tall. So, yeah. the length of my corpse, you know, to you. <laughs> there's not a defender. That's, that is a look for an NBA shooter that should go down at a much higher rate than 36.4%. And yet, that's what's, my, that's what's happened for Miami throughout this postseason. They had, I, I thought Chuck was great postgame last night. He threw that question at Kenny where he was like, hey, what would you shoot from wide open? He's like 50 to 60%. Now, is that maybe a little on the high side? Yeah. But he was like, yeah, that's what, if you're a shooter, you're thinking you're making every single one of those and you're usually making about half of them. And and then he was like, look, a contested three is exponentially harder. I'm shooting in low thirties on a contested three. So those numbers are a huge difference when we talk about how these series pan out. So, and the point there is that the, the Denver Nuggets are going to be able to take advantage of that. If they get a wide open shot, they're going to be able to take advantage of those opportunities against Miami. So let's spin this forward. Game one, Denver Nuggets are an eight and a half point favorite. Yeah. Your total is about two nineteen and a half here for this game. I, I'm, we're actually starting to see some nines pop up as we talk mm-hmm. about this on Tuesday. I, I think that this number and the nines that are appearing are very much the market coming in against the team that played seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals and is getting only two days off in between. Now, a lot of people would say, well, they're getting two days off. Doesn't that negate some of it? I will bring you back to game one for Boston. They played game seven against Philly, got two nights off, then played game one back at home. They lost that one outright, as we know. I think the market is really coming in on this situation. Denver's been rested, waiting nine days off, just sitting back and waiting for this team. And now Miami has to go up there and play. And I fully believe in it. I, I, the angle? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did. I um, look, this is, I made this number nine. I, I, I was making this nine in the fourth quarter. I wanted to see what they were going to open up with making it nine uh, JVT without really factoring in some of the, I, I think that they're whatever you want to call it trends, situations, whatever. So you're, you, you're saying you made this nine without factoring in the effect of a game seven. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And I, I'm going to take this Raheem Palmer was on with us earlier week on a numbers game. You and I have talked to him multiple times. He dropped this since eight 1988 teams are coming off a of game, game seven, 33 and 53 straight up in game one of the following series. Now remember that is straight up for the series as a whole. They're 36 and 49 straight up. So so obviously this is a big spread. We're talking about laying uh, that is different from a straight up number of just winning straight up. But yeah, when I saw it, when I saw an eight, I, there was even a seven and a half out there. I missed, mm. um, but I saw an eight on an opener. I jumped on it. I'd made it nine without even factoring this in. That was good enough for me for a bet. JVT, what, I, what I'll plan to do here is bet nuggets game one and I'll take it from there. So I, I, I'm almost praying we somehow, I, I wouldn't mind losing that bet and then in the heat winning outright. And then I can come no, over. I can't the, do this again. Come over the can't top of the Nuggets series bet. <laughs> can't do this again. I think I could with the Nuggets. I think I could with the Nuggets. Can't do it again. Uh, but yeah, as far no, but to your to your point right there, as far as series betting goes, um, the Celtics and the not even the Celtics, the Bucks. The Bucks cost me enough by themselves that yes, I will be showing the Miami Heat much more respect in this NBA Finals.
Oh, what's the goofy meme? I can't curse, but you know, like the goofy meme. Well, I'll bleep and do it again. You know, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to do it again. We we'll, we'll have more on those series bets coming up in a little bit. Um, and we'll have more on this game one. And I'll expand a little bit on what I think about this game one line. Cause I, I think we're probably right where we should be. We also got to factor in what we're going to look at from this total in this series as well. And also We'll have this on the other side, not only for game one, but for the series as a whole. There was a fascinating angle that kind of played out for Denver in their series against Phoenix that you and I discussed whenever they played the Suns at home. Mm. They'd be very interested to see if that angle will then take place again here in game against the Miami Heat team, which bench got pretty short by the time we got yeah. to the end of that uh, Eastern Conference final series. Don't go anywhere. We've got 30 minutes left on our NBA Finals preview here on v the Sports Buddy Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is VEASAN's Best Bets NBA Finals Special. For all of your NBA content in the sports betting world, check out Harvard Handicappers with Jonathan Von Tobel. Oh! And nobody else. That's right. VEASAN.com slash podcast. My namesake. And Kelly's along every presented by Kelly yeah, every other day, you know. Thanks, Buddhist man. I get uh, <laughs> the reason why my name's on there is because I get creative. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, here? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, creative license. Yeah, yeah. I, I did name the, the the pod. Totally, so. man. And I will say, I'm a, I'm it's a, a very low bar to clear, but it's one of the more cleverly named podcasts on the network. <laughs> Both are factual. Uh, and don't worry, I'm going to give you a- any money that comes in for that copyright. It's all you, buddy, okay? That's right. We should call it with JVTN. You know, that the, the trope in radio is like, and company. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, so yeah, instead yeah. of naming you, it'll just be and company. You know what I mean? That's exactly yeah, yeah. what we'll do. All right, so we're talking about game one here of the NBA Finals. We've expanded on the series as a whole, and we're, we're talking a little bit about the game here. So the thing that I had no read on really was the total for game one and where we're going to (laughs) go. I I will say at first blush, I do think that this total is low. Yeah. Uh, I was expecting like 221 and a half. So like for like my own measurements, there is a little bit of a a value. If you want to bet this thing over, we'll see where the market goes. Because I think this, if there is going to be a drop off for Miami, I would think it's going to be the way that they defend. I agree. And if that's the case, I think what could happen here is almost like a Celtic situation in their victories, where if you're making the case for the under, it would be Denver comes in. The situation's really good for them. Altitude saps the legs of the Miami Heat in the second half. They go on, they win, and they win by they win by a large margin. And Miami doesn't score enough yes, to yeah. get this game over the total. 
But Denver is not, as I mentioned, like they don't give up a ton of wide open threes, uh, lowest in terms of frequency of wide open uh, three point attempts allowed in this yep. postseason. So they're a sound defense is the term I keep using for them, but they're not dominant. I can see a scenario in which Butler gets his switches that he wants on Jamal Murray. He has a, su- a successful offensive night. Max Struess and company actually have a relatively decent shooting night. We can't forget about. Eastern Conference Finals runner-up MVP, <laughs> Caleb Martin, uh, who is having a brilliant postseason. He can shoot and score in his own right, too, and is going to have a lesser defender on him. Does that continue? Does the Caleb Martin, I don't want to, I don't magic, whatever, the run, yeah. does it continue? I would. Th- I think so. I think so, too. Maybe, I think you know, so, We too. can quibble about the degree to which it yeah, is. Right, like, right, does, no. he, does he shoot 60%? Right, yeah, yeah. Very MVP-like We're, numbers. Uh, does he shoot over 60% for the series again, like an MVP? Or over, you know, 45% from three, like an MVP? I don't think so. Uh, but is he going to have efficient shooting nights and average? Give them like, give me like seventeen and five or something like that. I, I don't think that's out of the. I don't. Uh, I don't think it is. I, I think you just put it per. I think he regresses a bit, but I think I think the Heat found something a little bit in that last series. Yeah. It's hey, Tyler Hero's not in the lineup. We have limited go-to uh, scorers and offensive weapons. Caleb Morton. However much we might want to make jokes or whatever about it, he proved in those past few games that the, he is a guy that you can get the ball to, it, especially of end-of-clock desperation situation. We saw this oh. guy make plays by himself. How many How many times have and you seen? And that's what Miami needs right now. In game seven alone, like the isolation scoring where he gets the ball, he dribbles in, he spins off of his defender yep. and finds the and finds the bucket anyway because he's sitting there and he's floating in space and he, and he hits a shot. Like, mm-hmm. he can do it. So I would say, like, yes. Like, I think that is perfectly capable for Caleb Martin to come in here and do this. So I, I think overall. Oh, I like that one. So Caleb Martin yeah. to average eight-plus rebounds in the NBA Finals, plus 700. Yeah, you, you're tempted all of a sudden that caught your eye as we're talking about. <laughs> it caught my eye. I was looking for Caleb Martin. Walk, walk us down the path to of that score one. to score thirty plus points in NBA Finals game plus five fifty. I think I would need more for that. I would need more for that. I'd probably still need more for the eight plus rebounds. Uh, I mean, really, he averaged over twenty points a game in the Eastern Conference Finals. There would just be one outlier performance for our guy, Caleb. Yeah, it could happen. But I I'm think I think that's where that regression sets in. Like I could see him getting to the twenties once or twice. Thirties asking a lot. Well, cause here's my thing. So your bet, your best perimeter defender is Contavious Caldwell Pope, right? If you're the Denver yep. Nuggets, Aaron Gordon's a good defender, but you want him in the front court on some of these yeah. pieces, you He's know, be more down low, yeah, yeah. And we'll see who he ends up matching up with. And, you know, like we talked about earlier, there's going to be some switching between Aaron Gordon and, uh, and KCP yeah. as to who is guarding Jimmy Butler. I'm going to assume that KCP might draw some possessions against Jimmy. So, in other words, what I'm saying here is, Caleb Martin is probably going to have who on him? Is Jamal Murray going to have some possessions as the primary defender against him? You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. going to bring him over. Yeah. Like, I, I think that there's there's a space in which Caleb Martin actually has a pretty decent scoring series because of he's just given the, the we'll call it the leftovers. Oh, I think it's a lot of what we saw with Boston yeah. the past two games, right? Like, you know where your focus has got to be. It's got to be on Jimmy Butler. It's got to be on Bam Adebayo. Like, they, they I, whatever you want to say about Boston, they effectively shut down what Bam was able to do effectively on offense in those past two games. So, however you want to look at that, okay, yeah, he's probably the third option, and yeah, he's going to get run at by the third or fourth guy then as your best defender on the other side. So, yeah, I think he's still going to have opportunities. He's got a size advantage over Jamal Murray, that's yeah. for sure. So, any any specifically game one player props that you're I want to see, I haven't looked at it where it's at yet, I want to see what the three-point number is for Michael Porter Jr. I think that that's something that could be worth targeting. So, Almost all season, uh, all series long. That's a fascinating one because yeah. as I was going through all the matchups and whatnot, 
the thing I kept coming back to is, you know who they're probably going to have on him, I would think, is Max Struess. Yeah. And even if, like, he's in the Struess-Gow, as they say, defending to his utmost potential, um, like, I still think, I mean, obviously, he's what? I I don't think this is mathematically correct. It's probably close. A million feet taller than Max Struess. <laughs> but, like, but he's okay. Then then if he's a million feet taller than him, on average, he's a thousand feet taller than everybody yeah. on everybody on the Heat but that you can match up with. In other words, to your point, where you're going to draw up some shooting and some offense would be Michael Porter Jr. Yes. You're going to have a smaller defender on you because if we're talking about Bama Adebayo taking on Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray taking on, um, uh, or excuse me, uh, Jimmy Butler taking on Jamal Murray. Then that leaves smaller defenders for anyone of MPJ for him to just or shoot KPS. over the top. I yep. mean, it's it's. I, I never like to make this comparison, but I'm sorry. And their styles of game are sort of similar in ways. With Michael, when it comes to their shooting, Michael Porter Jr. and Kevin Durant, there's not many guys where you're going to be able to shoot like that. They can't shoot over the top of nearly comfortably the every time. Point is seven feet exactly. Four inches from the yes, floor. like yes. you are not going to be able to defend that comfortably with most teams. Yep. Michael Porter Jr. is going to have that advantage every single game. So uh, player point props, three points made. I'll be looking at both of those. Uh, two and a half shaded one. to the over at minus 145 for Michael Porter Jr. Okay. I might, I, see, see, that's where this gets dicey, right? We're seeing 15 and a half on the points. If you're telling me it's two and a half minus 145 on the over, then I'm probably just playing over on the points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's something that I think is perfectly tangible. I wanted to go to, so let's go to the player points for that guy right there, Nikola Jokic. If we're talking about... Um, props for game one. And I think this spins off into some of the series long props that we can get yeah. into as well. But I, I think I'm really going to roll early with this thought that the Miami heat are going to let Nikola Jokic do what he wants from a scoring standpoint. I think that is their best option because he is the unicorn as we have called him. He is the one that you can't really stop in multiple facets. So let him go off for 30 plus a game and make sure everybody else is defended soundly. So I think playing over Nikola Jokic on his points at minus 120 is 27 and a half is something I'm going with. Also, the fact that if you're talking about it, if, if my logic is correct, right, correlating all this together, Nikola Jokic a plus 115 to be the series scoring leader mm-hmm. is definitely something that I would circle because I just think it ties in too easily with what you wanted to do. If I'm making a game plan to defend Denver, I'm saying don't let anybody else do it. Let Jokic score 40. We're going to go ahead and make sure nobody else gives you anything. His game's also evolved. You know I love Jamal Murray, but like he takes a night or two off uh, Nicole Jokic's offensive game has also developed to a point. I mean, we saw him making some of these ridiculous jump shots the past couple rounds. Yeah. Like his game has developed so much that yeah, he could score in different ways. Question to you: I would have with any of these player props that you're playing with Jokic uh, in any game. Are are you not a, you're not attaching rebounds onto the, on there as well? No, I just I, for the rebounds, I'm just not entirely. I think that the Nuggets have such an edge in terms of the rebounding almost everywhere because they have Michael Porter Jr., they have Aaron Gordon, they have Nikola Jokic, where I don't know if there's one dominant force it's, on the glass that's going to be there to do it. It's not like Jokic playing with a bunch of small Correct. guys. That's a, yeah, it's a, it's a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. You know, what, what I'd be interested in, like, this is why, too, like, again, we talk about, you mentioned so many edges that I think are in favor of the Denver Nuggets. You know, second-chance scoring is going to be another one. Mm-hmm. Boston, at times, throughout the Eastern Conference Finals against Miami, when they were winning games, specifically that game six, two, like they were getting second chance opportunities and generating them off of offensive rebounds, obviously. And Denver with two guys that are six ten or taller and Aaron Gordon out there, that's going to be something they're going to be able to do. So even adding on to that point a bit, and this is going back to some regular season stats. So obviously we've had a lot of playoff playoff stats to look at. So I it went back in the regular season though. Heat fourth. I think we talked about this on the pod very often fourth best 
at allowing attempts at the rim during the season, right? Very good at keeping guys out of the paint. But once they're there, they score, and they score easily, not just at the rim, but in that short mid-range area as well. These are the areas that Nikola Jokic loves to feast on, and especially when you're talking about second-chance opportunities and stuff like that. Those are where those buckets come from. So I got, it's just another thing, and a lot of it's just height differential, but it's another thing that goes in the Denver direction to me. Can I add really quickly? Mm-hmm. In this postseason so far, Nikola Jokic in wins, averaging nearly 40 points a game, in losses, 26.9. Okay, there you go. Wait, no, I flipped that. Excuse me. Wins, 26.9. Losses, nearly 40. Oh, really? There you, go. there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Let him get his. Don't let anybody else beat you. I know I presented that clunk. Yeah, he's yeah. okay. You, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I know You're saying. picking up what I'm putting yeah. All right, we'll come back. We'll wrap up any bets that we have for the series and look at some of the uh, futures and awards, I guess. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is VEASAN's Best Bets NBA Finals Special. Become a Visa Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email that recaps all of the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You also get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. You can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check out the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VEASAN expert has a hot hand. For pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, and Sean King's personal telephone number, sign up now, $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. <laughs> I make these promises that I can't keep, and I hope one day somebody's going to, like, call me on it. Like, you sure? Yeah. Well, we'll uh, make you friends with JVT on MySpace, too. I'll put you in my top five. Was it top five? <laughs> right? I, no idea. I, th- I don't pretend actually, like you don't actually, know. Actually, why don't I throw I will say, I feel old because I, w- I was going to actually look at the crew and be like, right? But I only think Sean, like, Dan's no, got no, no shot about MySpace. But even, like, MySpace, I yeah. wasn't, like, I wasn't cool enough with social media yet to be on MySpace. Facebook's, Facebook was my prime. Oh, yeah, that's sad. The beginning of Facebook. Yeah, I, I got on Facebook. Then when my mom added me, I was out. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, completely. Aim. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. a good call. Aim, aim. Yeah, yeah, How do you yeah. know I aim? But you don't know about MySpace. That's an interesting one. You know, would you do like you know like all the uh, all the girls in school with like little X, big X, like my heart bleeds, big X, little X. Oh, totally, you know what totally. I mean? like, that yeah. also carried over to the professional world. Yeah, that's in right. early radio days, I was definitely aiming with producers and stuff. Where it's like, hey, we gotta do this next. Oh, that's a good one. That's old. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of old, uh, these MVP markets are getting old for me. So for those who don't know, uh, I did have a ticket on uh, Caleb Martin to an Eastern Conference Finals MVP at forty to one. Uh, he missed it by one vote. Five yeah. voted for Jimmy Butler. Four voted for Caleb Martin. I can I can go to my grave knowing that it was the right bet to make, even though Caleb Martin did not end up winning it. You see the results there. Uh, we don't have to get into the minutia of this and everything that happened. My, my overall point here is this. 
I think there was really no doubt that Caleb Martin was the most valuable player. He was the most consistent. He shot 60% from the floor, over 40% from three, averaged over 20 points a game, scored 26 in a closeout, none of that coming in garbage time, a lot of that coming in the key moments of the game, especially when Boston had cut it down to seven multiple times. So I'm bringing this up because I am going to find it, after being jilted like this, Kelly, I am going to find it now extremely hard to bet into this market at all. Because you tell me how it's not going to be Nikola Jokic or Jimmy Butler winning this award. I don't really know that I can't. Um, it's you know what I mean. Like I feel yeah, like I mean this if is there the was way- a time for a role player to win that award, that was Caleb Martin through and through, and he still couldn't get it. So, so what's what, here, what am I supposed to do? Here's the problem, JVT. Is we've only got we. I don't know if we're if we're if we're if we're voting on these differently, but we only have two years, obviously, to sample size with those conference finals. But it's still an award MVPs. market. We, we see it all the time. Market. It's still an award market. But do you know how many people vote on the on the finals MVP? I think it's nine again, isn't it? I thought it was more than that. Okay, okay. Could but, be wrong. But, no, but maybe you're right. You maybe you're right. All I know is it still feels like it feels like we have very much. All I've seen so far with conference finals MVPs is star players. At least we've seen in the past guys like Andre Iguodala and some guys win a finals MVP where maybe you might have some outside hope for one of these longer shots getting there. But John, I don't really think I don't really think you're betting any of these guys, anyways. Uh, it, it does expand, but only by two votes. By two? So it's eleven okay. for the NBA Finals as opposed to nine. You are so off, jeez. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It got to be true. It got to be true to our people. I mean, could it be Jamal Murray? Yeah, but he'd be the only other thir- the guy, only other guy I'd consider. But even that, I think you're talking about Nikola Jokic like needing to and miss a game or something. And here's the thing: this is what what's the old school line that keep pulling me back in. When I see Jamal Murray at 20 to 1, right? Like I, the it probability of him winning that award is higher than 20 to 1. But yeah. it's going to be another one of those scenarios where I'm like, I know it. I lost it, but I was right. Like, and you just, I don't know if you can really do that. Or at least I can't put myself through that again. I can't put myself through watching Alonzo Mourning wink at Jimmy Butler before he hands him the trophy. I can't do it. So so everybody should take listen to exactly what we're talking about because, yes, I do believe that in one out of every 20 times this this series is played, Jamal Murray probably is the finals MVP at least once. So it, it makes it worth a bet, but I'm not betting it based off of everything you just said. Yeah, in, in other news, too, like you said, all these other names, Bam Adebayo, no thank you. Nope. Kayla Martin, nope. no thank you. Tyler Hero, we don't even know when he's going to play. Nope. Uh, now, that is another thing we should hit on very quickly. Tyler Hero, if this gets extended to seven games, if you tell me today that there's seven games played, the probability of Tyler Hero playing, of course, is a lot higher than it is right now. We just don't know when that is. The Heat are doing everything possible to tell us that, you know, he's ramping up his workouts, whatever. We see this from Chris Haynes. Yep. Game three being the likely target, you could say that. That's fine. Windhorst and Bontemps and others had a report on their podcast after game seven for the Eastern Conference Finals that made it seem that game three wasn't even a thought. Okay. So it just depends on where you get your information from. I think that they are uh, – look, I think we don't see him until it probably comes a de- becomes desperation for the Miami Heat, and maybe he's in at the end of the series. And, and here's the sneaky thing. I don't know if you agree with this. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to be hot take guy. I don't know if that's a positive. Oh, if he I, helps them offensively. I completely agree. I'm talking, but, but, but he's another target to go after defensively. Yeah, if I, he's all I'm saying is when they're desperately down three yeah. zero or three one or something like that. If that's the situation, and you're and and they haven't been making any threes, 
then fine, you got to throw Hero in there a bit. Because part, like part of part of the success that Miami has had is it's a bunch of gritty dudes who are just playing sound defense that know when to switch, know when to communicate, know what to do. Tyler Hero's not a great defender. Yeah. And if he's not giving you something scoring-wise, then he's a negative on the floor on that end. Low-key, real quick, let's just have a conversation between me and you because I know we've been hating on the heat. Just us girls? Yeah, just us girls. Gabe Vincent, like, oh, my gosh, he's quickly becoming, like, one of my all-time favorite players. He's great. Yeah. It's, 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 it's so it's fun to culture watch. all over again, man. E-culture. It's they, just so fun They to get watch. them, they develop them, and they become fantastic players. All right, from here, as we discussed, again, just find it hard to really make the case. You can get cute. You know, I say this all the time with, like, Super Bowl MVP stuff. Go ahead and, and play that edge rusher at 150 to 1. You know, and think of scenarios that it can get at home. It's probably not going to happen. It's 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 injuries, man. Like they have to have. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe there's maybe you could make a case for looking further down the board on the Miami side if you really think if you think stronger than me and JVT that Jimmy yeah. Butler's actually more injured than he's letting on. Maybe there's a maybe you're onto something there, right. but I'm not rolling. The but also, with it. but if you're going down that path, then the probability of the Heat winning the series at all. Is, is, yeah, is, is, is very low. Good um, point. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, I mentioned one of these. So we have these stat leader props that yeah. we can get into for the series. The one that I feel very confident in looking at is Nikola Jokic to lead the series in scoring. Again, going back to the the stat that I ruined, uh, but averaging just over 40 points per game in losses in this postseason. So that's the three losses just under 30 points per game in the wins. In other words, if Jokic is scoring at a very high level, that means he's not distributing. That means others are not involved. That means the Denver Nuggets offense is not flowing as well. I think that's your best opportunity to win a game. Thus, I think it's the Miami Heat's game plan to allow Jokic to score at will. Thus, Jokic leading the uh, series in total points. Yeah, and I would say just, just you know, what John's saying there, though, it's not that, okay, hey, they're going to lose – so this is why this is why he's going to no, score more. No, I think this is going to be their game plan. Right, it's right. just going to be the Miami Heat's defensive game plan against him. And I agree, plus one fifteen. Uh, that's the only bet there to me. It's the only bet. I, I don't really think those the other odds should be so much longer, in my opinion. Both Jimmy Butler, definitely, uh, definitely Jamal Murray, and. <laughs> Bam Porter, all those, all those guys' odds should be low. Oh yeah, no shot. A Bam at a bio should be like fifty to one, yeah. sixty to one, yeah. hundred to one, even. Like I don't think you want any part a part of that. And with Butler, it's just so reliant on getting to the free throw line. It's going to be hard. Any other leader statistics? Nope. Got you. Series nope. bets for you. Series bets for me. Uh, yeah. So I have not made a bet yet. I will be making okay. bets. I'm looking for best prices on the Nuggets in terms of a spread. One and a half. Okay. Might throw a little bit on two and a half as well, but laying one and a half games for sure is going to be my top play here for the Denver Nuggets in this series. So you may remember, it's not a large bet, you may remember that back back all when, back all the way back when the Heat were up 3-0, I made a uh, exact a bet for Denver to beat Miami in the NBA Finals. Oh, I forgot about so, that. So yeah, I do have that bet in pocket. It's not very large. I might add on same thing that you're What'd talking you get about. Uh, minus 140 I got it at. It was one of those I was able to co- wow. catch an okay. off-market number on. So minus 140, I'm rolling into the series with that. Um, I might play the one-and-a-half games. I might also just wait to look to see if I want to get involved live uh, in this series, John. Um, I have that big game one bet, though, on Denver, so that's where, I don't know, I might need to get ahead of this, uh, make, a, make a bet ahead, uh, ahead of game one. I'm not rushing, though. I think this is, this is a series I'm very content to play game by game. I thought you came from Russia. Yeah. I, I lived there for a few years. Yeah, Russian. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. It's a good joke. For people who don't know, Kelly actually lived in <laughs> Russia for a little bit. Yeah, all right, whatever. All right, so with the last 60 then, I mean, I'm laying one and a half at the very least. I'll say Nuggets win the series 4-2 and win their first NBA Finals as a franchise. Yeah, you stole mine. 4-2. Yep, 4-2. It's, it's the – Better four- chance to go seven or five. You know what I'm going to say. Five. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, man, stick to your guns. So got you here, huh? That's right. That's, that's what right. you're going to do. Uh, uh, game one bets, I laid uh, I laid eight with the Nuggets. I will be looking at Por- Michael Porter Jr. Pro- player props, either points or three-pointers made. Anything for you already in pocket? Jokic's just over points, 27 okay. and a half. Uh, that's the angle for game one, and we'll see what happens from there. The point spread's a little high for my taste. I think the point spread's factoring a little too much into the scenario. So sit back and wait for an in-game opportunity. Eight and a half. It's just over what I thought it was going to be here for the the first game. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. Because if this is, we'll put this this way to close it out. This is an accurate game one price. It should be a serious price. It should be closer to 550 mm-hmm. than it should be where it's at right now. With that, make sure you check out Harvard Handicappers and everything we have to offer up on the website, vcin.com. And we will talk to you throughout the NBA Finals on Harvard Handicappers and here on vcin, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.